Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Good day listeners and welcome to another episode of the Steven and Arjun's Football Podcast. Sponsored by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Last time out, we discussed about Liverpool Football Club where myself analysed deeply into the, the state of Liverpool Football Club currently, whether they can win the Premier League this season and the defensive crisis that is currently hampering Liverpool's title bid. And today, in conjunction with the Champions League, the return of Champions League and the Europa League this week, we will be giving our predictions of each tie in Champions League and selected Europa League ties that involve the English clubs. And today, once again, welcome Arjun to the channel. Thanks, Stephen. All right, so without further ado, let us start with, shall we start with the first match that we have in the Champions League? Yeah, sure. All right, the first one that I have here is Manchester City against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach currently is on fourth, at fourth on the table in the Bundesliga table. City is currently hitting, uh, hitting their strikes, getting getting a bit of form. Uh, I think eleven games or twelve games unbeaten, uh, on an unbeaten run as well. So I think for this game itself, I think City will be too hot to handle. My prediction here, I put down as. A city five new win aggregate score. How about you, oh, Ajay? That's a bold prediction. Um, yeah. I agree with your assessment that uh, Klapak is actually currently sitting fifth in the table, um, yeah. and they have scored thirty-five goals so far, which is not too bad. However, yes, their defense is not great. Which is, uh, having said that, like you mentioned, Man City are on form, hitting their stride, looking very solid defensively as well as offensively. However, I do see Mochen Klapak also scoring against City and I have a prediction of Man City winning by 4-2. Four, 4 goals to 2. So, the second match that I have here is Bayern Munich against Lazio Football Club. Bayern Munich, the champion of uh, Champions League last season, the winner of Champions League last season, I think shouldn't have much of a problem against Lazio even though Lazio is uh, hitting, hitting their form, yeah, getting their... Getting, Getting a few uh, victories along the way currently with Immobile, Luis Alberto, players like uh, these two, you know, and also the veteran goalkeeper Peperena, ex Liverpool midfielder Lucas Leva in the team. But I think Bayern will be a bit too hot to handle for, for, for Lazio. Uh, I have here for my prediction is Bayern 4, Lazio 2. Um, so, yeah, so once again, um, looking at the CDR table, Lazio are sitting 7th having scored 32 goals and conceded 26 goals so far, which, uh, again, offensively and defensively, those are not great stats. However, Bayern Munich, the reigning champions of Europe, uh, are leading the table by seven points, having scored a league-high 53 goals, which is amazing, which is, has just come in 18 matches, and have only conceded 25 goals. So, once again, I think Bayern would have no problem winning this comfortably. Although I do see Lazio sneaking in an odd goal, Making it Bayern for Lazio one. Oh, okay. So our yeah. our predictions is you know here and there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to 
the big match, Chelsea against Atletico Madrid. Chelsea recently changed their coach. Thomas Tuchel take over. I think he's still full feed, uh, feeling his way, feeling his first 11. Atletico Madrid, on the other hand, have the Luis Suarez in their team. And when you play against Luis Suarez, it's never easy as a Liverpool fan. You have a love-hate with Luis Suarez such that you love him on your team, but when you play against him, it's it's not easy, you know. He is a winner. He he, he doesn't care if it's Liverpool, if it's Ajax, if it's Barcelona. He scores against you, he will celebrate. You know, he just yeah. wants to win. Yeah. So so it is that winning mentality that that, that makes him so special. I, I would I would say, Jan Oblak, uh, a world class goalkeeper, single handedly knocked Liverpool out last season. I would say, uh, Atletico is currently first in the La Liga table as well, doing well. So for this game, I will put down as Chelsea nil, Atletico three. Um, yeah, we have very similar predictions. So once again, uh, looking at the table, yes, Atletico are doing really, really well this season. Seven points ahead of Real Madrid, their closest challenger. Having a game in hand as well. Uh, everyone knows that how good Atletico's defence is. They've only conceded eight goals in 18 matches this season, which is the best in the league, where the second tightest defence belongs to Real Madrid and Sevilla with 16 goals, which is double of what Atletico have conceded in the same, almost the same amount of matches. So that goes to show how good Atletico's defence is. And mm. given Chelsea's goal-scoring struggles in re- certain matches, I really don't see a way Chelsea can score in this match. Mm. But surprisingly, also this season, Atletico have scored a lot of goals domestically, where they are the second-highest goal-scorers with 36 goals, compared to Barcelona, who have 39 goals. They are the top. Um, so having said that, I feel Atletico will win this one in typical Atletico fashion, 2-0, to, mm. to Atletico, nil to Chelsea. All right. We're going to move on to my club, Liverpool FC against RB Leipzig. Okay. Um, so I'll analyze more on this because I'm a Liverpool fan. In the Champions League, Liverpool usually rely on an Anfield factor. Secondly, at home, at Anfield, the 12th man, the fans will, you know, create an atmosphere such that Liverpool would uh, suffocate the, 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 the opponent and eventually lead Liverpool to victory. But in the current situation with COVID, we have no fans, whether home or away, it actually doesn't matter much. So I think the fact that Liverpool lose the home advantage, home advantage such that there's no fans at all, is a big factor in Champions League. And the fans is also one of the reasons why Liverpool performed so well in Champions League recently. So for this game, uh, RB Leipzig, Second on the Bundesliga table, they have ex Liverpool goalkeeper Peter Gulaski, star defender, Dayot Omamecano, uh, and also attackers. Uh, Arjun would know better than me that, that <laughs> because uh, Leipzig is, was the one who knocked MU out. Yeah, Forsberg. They did lose uh, Timo Werner, but they have this this uh, extractor from Napoli, Milik, is it? Milik, Milik. Yeah, Milik. Yeah, Milik, Frostberg, the captain. So, so, so the team is still quite competitive in that sense. So my predictions here is that Liverpool 4, Leipzig 3. But if Liverpool are not careful, they can get knocked out in this time. Why? Because, and why I put, why I put down as Leipzig 3 is also because the fact that Liverpool does not have a center, senior centre-back currently. That are that are fit. So I think Leipzig will score goals. How many is the question? And if Liverpool are not are not careful, their defense is off form. Alisson is injured. 
then Liverpool can get knocked out in this round. So yeah, that was my prediction. Liverpool 4 and Leipzig 3. Arjun, back to so, you. So I agree with your analysis for the most part. Uh, again, looking at the domestic form of both teams, Liverpool have struggled recently without uh, their senior centre-backs and have a bit of a goal-scoring issue barring the Spurs match recently. Whereas Leipzig, um, defence-wise, they, the, they have the best defence in the Bundesliga with 17 goals considered, which is amazing given that they are in a league which has Bayern Munich, the reigning champions of Europe. Um, Goal-scoring-wise, they have scored 31 goals, which is um, not too bad, but not that great either. So again, yes, um, given that Leipzig have a good defence, um, Liverpool have a bad defence, I do think it's going to be a high-scoring match. But mm. one thing, one big thing that goes into Liverpool's favour is that this squad now has the Champions League winning know-how. So I think Liverpool will edge it 3 to 2 um, mm. just because of that winning know-how. And they also recently bought Thiago, who's an ex-Champions mm. League winning midfielder as well. So Who is have... the reigning Champions League winner? Yes, exactly. So they have mm. this Champions League experience running throughout the squad. And I really don't see a way that Leipzig will knock Liverpool out. But yes, it is probably going to be a close one and Liverpool do have to be careful. Yes. Well, so our predictions are quite close. Yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, right. being an MU fan, I do hope that Leipzig go through, but I have to be realistic as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to Juventus against Porto FC. FC Porto. I actually like Juventus this season. The fact that they have, not only they have Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, pa- Paulo Dybala, but they have those fringe players such as uh, this midfielder called Weston McKenney. Yeah. And also uh, another midfielder called Dejan Kulusevsky. So, you know, they upload uh, Serie, A Serie A highlights, the Italian League highlight onto YouTube. So, so I do watch them. I do follow them. And these two really shine in terms of their attacking uh, prowess recently. And couple that with Cristiano Ronaldo, who can single-handedly win you Champions League tie, I think it's a bit too too much to handle for FC Porto, even though they have his ex-teammate Pepe, Pepe in the squad. But still, I don't see a way for Porto to win the game. My prediction here is Juventus 3, Porto 1. Good prediction. And yeah, once again, Juventus are doing reasonably well, although they are not doing as well as they would like to in the Serie A. Mm. They are fourth yes. in the table. Um, mm. have, they have a game in hand against the three teams on top. But yes, they are quite far off the top. They are seven points off the top. Um, they have not scored as many goals as they would like. But their defence has been the joint best in the Serie A. Mm-hmm. So, um, and whereas Porto, domestically, they are second. They have scored the highest goals in the Portuguese league. And mm. their defence is reasonably solid as well. But having mm. said that, just because Juventus have such a good squad. Uh, they also uh, have European pedigree. They have Champions League winners in players like, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the best players in the world. So I really don't see how this can go against Juventus. And I will go one step further in saying that I don't think Porto will score against Juventus. Uh, so I have Juventus 6, Porto nil. Wow! <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I think, I think the, the fact that there is competition in Serie A is actually good for Juventus. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and and they are, they have a game in hand. If they win it, they will be uh, third place. 
Yeah. Uh, and I think also the, the drop in form is also uh, attributed to back then. I think Ronaldo was done with COVID. Yeah. There's one period of time. Yeah. Uh, we wish, I wish uh, he missed the, the game against Barcelona, I think. The, the, the Messi reunion, I uh, remember. Yes, in the group stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, in the group stage, yes. All right, now let's move on to the next big match. FC Barcelona against PSG. To be honest, this season, I still don't see Barcelona as a threat or a, 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 a strong team under Ronald Koeman. Um, after the, the, the Lionel Messi saga in the off-season off where he wanted to leave, he sent an email saying he wanted to leave. They sold Barcelona. He they sold Luis Suarez, and and I still don't get or I still don't understand why they sell Luis Suarez when he is still he is still capable of banging banging in goals as we can see for um for for Atletico Madrid. Selling Luis Suarez is fine, but not replacing him is another matter altogether. And now they have uh this this guy called Breath White, the ex uh striker. Wearing the number nine in a club, which I don't think is good enough for them to win the Champions League or the league in that matter. So uh, I have been saying this since the first episode. I don't think Ronald Koeman will last the season. So in this tie, uh, I will tell you that I'll predict uh, PSG win. PSG recently hired uh, Pochettino as their manager. They have Neymar, they have Mbappe, who are both on form. They have a new manager, a Champions League final manager. Um, so for this game, I put up my prediction as Barcelona 2, PSG 4. Yeah, Arjun, to you. A very similar prediction as well. Um, so yeah, once again, uh, Barcelona have not quite hit the heights that they have in past seasons. Um, under the new manager as well, there's problems with Messi. Uh, the board doesn't seem to have a clear direction. Uh, again, like you said, they sold Luis Suarez, haven't appropriately replaced him. Although, um, Griezmann is supposed to be a replacement of sorts, but it doesn't seem quite that way. Their defense as well, I would say, is probably an aging defense. They haven't quite um, fixed it well yet. Uh, having said that, they are the highest scorers in the La Liga, which is honestly, personally to me, is surprising, given that they are also 10 points behind Atletico, uh, having played a game more. So I think this um, goal scoring has come in um, like they have scored a lot of goals in certain matches, but then in other matches, they have lost. So that's how these stats are so inflated. But of course, PSG, on the other hand, being in the French League, they are expected to win the title every season, given the squad they have. Having said that, they are currently second, although with a game in hand over Lyon, which if they win, they would go top. But even if they do go top, it would only be a two-point lead against Lyon. So... And yes, PSG has recently appointed Pochettino as the manager, who, who I think has good, um, he's, he's a top class manager, who although he hasn't won anything. Um, given all that, I think it will be a high scoring game, but I do have to think that PSG will win this one, five to three. All right, let's move on to the next match. Uh, Sevilla against Borussia Dortmund. I think these two teams are quite evenly matched. Uh, Sevilla in fourth place in La Liga. And Dortmund is actually quite uh, a bit a bit off form recently. Seventh place in Bundesliga. Yeah, and uh, looking through Sevilla's squad, they have quite a few uh, experienced players. Uh, Ivan Rakitic, uh, Luke De Jong, Jesus Navas. Um, Borussia Dortmund, on the other hand, actually on paper, they look very strong. Their team is filled with attacking talents. 
you go from Holland, Jaden Sancho, well, Marco Royce, Bellingham, Azad, Julian Brandt, so many attacking, uh, attacking players that they have in their squad. But I feel, I have a gut feel for this match. The experience of Sevilla would bring them through. I put down in my prediction as Sevilla 3, Borussia Dortmund, even with their pool of attacking talent, 2. So this is probably the first time we're going to disagree. Despite Dortmund being 7th in the table, yes, they've had uh, goal-scoring issues, so to say. Um, Their defence hasn't been great. They're down in 7th in the Bundesliga. Whereas um, Sevilla are in 4th in the La Liga. Uh, Have not scored a lot of goals, but their defence has been reasonably solid. I think that's how they've gotten to the 4th place. Having said that, in Champions League knockout matches, form sometimes does go out of the window and individual star quality shines through where they have Haaland, Royce, Sancho, all of whom have struggled at periods in, throughout the season. But I think they will come to the fore in the Champions League tie. And I do think it's going to be a tight affair. Uh, I was going to say 1-0 to Dortmund, but I think a more realistic scoreline is 2-1 to Dortmund because I do expect Sevilla to score uh, one goal. As well. Oh, okay, okay. So this is where we, we, we disagree, but but it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, okay, all right, let's move yeah. on to the next tie. Um Real Madrid against Atlanta. Yeah. Um I think we're gonna disagree on this one again as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Real Madrid this season again. Uh I don't see them as a track this season, similar to Barcelona. I still don't think that they have properly replaced Cristiano Ronaldo with since Cristiano Ronaldo left, they haven't been performing well in the Champions League, I feel. I think they, they, they barely go, got through in their group stage. Uh, in a group containing, I think, uh, Mönchengladbach, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Inter Milan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, their best player this season is Karim Benzema, who is a veteran striker. Yeah, so uh, Atlanta, on the other hand, they are well known for their attacking... Uh, Attacking power. Their strikers, uh, Ilicic, Zapata, are, are very good. Uh, we, we experienced firsthand in the in Enfield, in fact, this season, where they beat Liverpool 2 0 uh, at Enfield. Yeah, so in this one, I actually put down as Real Madrid 2, Atlanta 3. Oh, I think you're right. We are going to disagree on this one. Um, yeah. Probably also because you have the perspective of a Liverpool fan having been beaten by Atlanta. I've not yeah. actually seen uh, Atlanta's games live other than just seeing some Champions League highlights. So having said that, again, reverting to the domestic form in Syria. I think, I think you did watch the Champions League highlight where they beat Liverpool 2 new. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, domestically, they are the second highest scorers in the league, although they are fifth. Just one goal behind Inter Milan. They have scored 44 goals in 18 matches, uh, in 19 matches, sorry, this season. Their defense is not too bad either. They have conceded 23 goals, which is equal to Inter Milan, who are sitting second. Um, so, stats-wise, domestically, they look very strong. Whereas uh, Real Madrid, although they sit second, they are seven points behind Atletico, having played a game more. Uh, so they have, they have not been as good as they usually are. They've scored 34 goals, which is about the third highest in the league, which is not too bad, but it's not quite the same. Um, They've considered 16, which is the second joint second best in the league. 
So domestic stats wise, they are not doing too badly, but uh, given that Real Madrid are expected to top the league or fighting it out with Barcelona at the top of the league, uh, maybe one or two points apart, this is not good enough. Having said that, in this tie, although um, I have every chance of being wrong since uh, the form book and the stats are saying that Atlanta uh, is the clear-cut uh, favourite, but I'm going to go with Real Madrid once again because of their experience. There's a lot of players that have won the Champions League multiple times. Sergio Ramos, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, Varane, and so on, who I think have a lot of Champions League winning experience, who will be, will be able to guide Real Madrid through. Having said that, I think it is going to be a tight match. And I have it here, Real Madrid 3, Atlanta 2. Same scoreline, but the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all for our Champions League prediction. We will now move on to the Europa League one. Uh, the, the three matches that involve the English clubs. First one would be Wolfsburg against Spurs. I'll be honest with you. I do not know. I do not know Wolfsburg at all. The, Wolfsburg, the only Wolfsburg that I know is from Germany. Not from Austria. So, Wolfsburg is currently 6th in the Austrian Bundesliga table. 6th in the 12th team league. That's not very good. They finished 2nd in a, quite a weak Europa League group, I would say. The, the group did not consist of big, te- big teams. Uh, so, for this match, I should not go on analysing Spurs squad. And I think we all know, you know Spurs squad well enough. I put down as Wolfsburg new, Spurs 5. Oh wow, okay. How about you, Arjun? Okay, um, yes, I completely agree with you. I did not know which team Wolfsburg was other than the German team. So yes, I also do had to look it up. And yes, they are sixth in the 12th team, Austrian Bundesliga. And they have a negative goal difference. Uh, they have scored less goals than they have considered this season. So I don't see how they could um, match a team who is currently in the top four in the Premier League. Oh, Spurs, sorry, currently in the top six in the Premier League. Uh, I think Spurs are going to have too much firepower for Wolfsburg. And so I have Spurs three, Wolfsburg nil. All right, let's move on to the next one is Benfica against Arsenal. Um, Arsenal which recently got their form back, starting to, to, to win a few games. Bukayo Saka, uh, Aubameyang uh, also starts start to score, score goals. So, uh, return to his goal-scoring ways. I don't think they really perform in the European stage that well, Arsenal. And looking at Benfica squad, they have quite an experienced squad, I would say. Everton Suarez, Jan Vertonghen, Nicholas Otamendi, all are previously uh, uh, the, the two defenders who were previously from English Premier League as well. And Benfica, from my memory, does do well in Europa League or has the experience of playing in Europa League every season, I would say. So what I have down here is Benfica 3, Arsenal 2. Okay, um, a similar score and prediction as well. But um, yeah, so recently, recently Arsenal have been on form and Benfica are a team that does well in Europe. However, I do recall that Arsenal have a habit of making it hard for themselves and squeezing through against teams they are supposed to beat easily, such as Benfica. So I do think Arsenal are going to make it tough for themselves, but they will prevail on away goals. So I have Arsenal to Benfica to with Arsenal prevailing on away goals. Okay, okay, all right, all right. The last tie, uh, I think this one is Arjun's one. <laughs> Real Sociedad against Manchester United. Um, 
I'll, I'll do a short one because uh, Arjun will maybe go deeper because he, since he's an MU fan. When the draw was taking place, I think the, 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 the team to avoid for Manchester United was Real Sociedad. They, they, were, they were the strongest one in the unseeded pot. So I think this is the match to watch for the whole Europa, Europa League last 32 time. Uh, Real Sociedad is currently six on the table. And they have ex-Manchester City midfielder David Silva, ex-MU player Adnan Yanazai. I don't know if Arjun remembers him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wearing uh, wearing 44, playing under David Moyes, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think for this match... Uh, just to, on sorry, tape, just to yeah. they also have ex-Arsenal defender Montreal. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, I also saw uh, ex uh, Real Madrid midfielder Ilara Mendy as well. Oh yes, that's true. Yeah, so um, for so for this match on paper, MU is overwhelmingly strong uh, against this uh Real Sociedad squad. But I think like what you say about Arsenal, MU would make it hard for themselves. I feel in the Europa League knockout stage, but I still put MU through for this game. I put as Real Sociedad two, Manchester United three. So once again, very similar uh, scoreline. Um, so first for Real Sociedad, yes, they do have a lot of um, good players. Um, they have a lot of promising youngsters as well. And yes, recently they have the services of David Silva, who has been instrumental. And if my memory serves correctly, they did top the uh, La Liga for some time, or I think they were the top four for some time this season because of the influence of David Silva. Although they're currently sitting sixth in the league, which is still not too bad. Um, goal scoring wise, they have scored 31 goals, which is about the third or fourth highest in the league. Considered 18 goals, which is again the third or fourth in the league. So they have been thereabouts in La Liga. Whereas Manchester United, um, of course, because of um, this season, the away goals, away form where we are, I think, 16 matches unbeaten so far, if I'm not mistaken, um, sitting second in the table. Uh, yes, the last match was um, a loss to Sheffield as well. So there was a small lapse in form, which being an MU fan, I hope it doesn't last. But again, with this MU side, you never know. Under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. You never know which MU are going to turn up. They're going to play uh, football that you think uh, is going to win you the league for 10 to 12 matches. And then they'll play like a relegation threatened team for the next 12 matches. So you never I know. Think, which... I think consistency, I think that that's what you said for yeah. the past few managers as well. Since David Moyes, I think. I, I think Moyes, you know, which but MU is going to turn out. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer more so that because when uh, MU are good under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, they're really good. They can beat mm -hmm. any team on mm -hmm. their day. Uh, and that do, does last for 10 to 12 matches at a time. Mm -hmm. And then it seems to be that the next at least 10 to 12 matches is horrible. So, uh, yes, again, consistency is the key. This season so far, it seems like he has been consistent at least in the league, although not in Europe. So, again, yeah, I do see it as a high goal scoring time because I think MU will make mistakes defensively and make it hard for themselves. Yes. But I think MU can overcome Real Sociedad. So, I mm -hmm. have uh, MU going through with four goals to three. Mm -hmm. Similar, similar. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Arjun, for your predictions. That concludes our episode for today. Listeners, if you have any comments about episodes or any suggestions that you want us to do, please do leave us a DM on our Instagram. 
Arjun's Instagram is at Ruven Arjun, that is at R-V-A-N-A-R-J-U-N. And my Instagram handle is at Stephen underscore rock underscore on, that is at S-T-E-P-H-E-N underscore R-O-C-K underscore O-N. And once again, thank you for tuning in. This episode of this podcast is sponsored by Sashrak Bakery and Misuboy SG. We'll see you again in the next one. Bye-bye.